How are you, Gary? I'm doing fine, Mike. How are you doing? Good. Uh, nice to have you back for another season. Are you yeah. all ready to go? Yeah, and I am. You, you excited? What's the, going on? I watch all the big games, and I watch the tennis, and uh, following the hey, NFL. How, but, did you say you watch the tennis? Yes. My wife dragged me in. I'm watching TV. I'm watching football, and she says, you have to come in and watch this match. It's <laughs> exactly. unbelievable. I watched the last hour of it. What an unbelievable performance by Medvedev. I mean, we know how good the other guy is, but what a performance. That was a great match. You know, um, one of my personal beliefs, one of the people don't believe in it, I, it doesn't matter. You only got to believe what you believe, is that uh, if you believe in momentum, you're soft. And, you know, Jokovic won that, that match when he was down all those in Wimbledon. He came back, and the whole place is rocking. For you know, in that thing, and he he wins it. He just keeps concentrated, and the way Medvedev came back in that match, and all everybody's there is for Nadal, basically, right? And he just keeps hammering away. I just love to watch athletes who just put everything out of the out of the way and just play. They just play. I, I, it was great competition. Five hours of competition. What a game. What a match. All right, you know. Uh... You now uh, spend a lot of time from I'm in the SEC, and the yeah. SEC still is where it's at. And already you have it's it's something fans on NFL teams are hearing about because to have a team tanking for Tua in week number one, I mean uh, <laughs> th- that's what we've gotten to right now. You have Urban Meyer already calling Trevor Lawrence the best quarterback ever to play in college football, and now you have team a team uh, almost outwardly tanking for Tua already. And we're only a week into the end of into a week or two into the college season. So these quarterbacks, and this is being dubbed the year of the quarterback uh, already this year. They're saying five could be in the in the first round, led by Tua. Right. Uh, so it is clearly a very interesting year in college football. It is, and uh, you know the, the year after next, teams will be tanking for Trevor Lawrence, yep. as, as you just. But. You know, it's no different than any other sport. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers do it. There's a bunch of teams now in sports. Um, you know, baseball teams have done it. If you're not going to win, uh, especially, you know, to get to the where you want and you don't have that key player, and you know, then you're better off, you know, with the draft the way it is upside down, you're better off not winning a lot of games. Now, that's not fun to play on a team like that. And you can see, you know, they had to get rid of some players and even Mika Fitzpatrick has done it. But I think Tua, you know, Justin Herbert, there's Joe Burrows coming on right now, Jake Fromm, a number one pick. There is some reason that these teams look at these guys and go, listen, one more piece of quarterback, and then we can start to build the team. But there's, as you know, there's no guarantees in this. And with Andrew Luck's retirement, yep. even if you get the right guy, it might not be long-term. You know, uh, and two of the one thing I worry about him, I think he's got a chance to be brilliant, is is, 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 is he brittle? He might be a little on the brittle side. And people are talking about them getting the, the uh, exactive, but they, they'll, they have enough picks that they'll get uh, Tua and get Judy, uh, who is going to be probably in the top 10 or <laughs> yes. top 7 picks himself next year, maybe yeah, even no higher than that. It. You know, he's not a little guy. You know, he, he's, a, he's stocky, strong-legged, you know, big thighs, uh, uh, butt area. He's very strong, strongly built. I think it was a little bit freakish the way he got hurt. He got stepped on his ankle one time, got hit in his knee. But what he needs to do is calm down a little bit. You know, he, he's taking too many chances scrambling uh, like he's Lamar Jackson or Kyle Murray. He's not that type of player. He's more of a um, 
style of a Baker Mayfield. Baker is a pocket passer. He's nimble. He's Drew Brees. They're nimble in the pocket, but he doesn't want to take unnecessary hits. And right now, Tua has taken too many unnecessary hits. Nick Saban has talked to him about that, that you are too valuable, and we need you for 13 or 15 games. We cannot afford to have you hit. And that'll be a good lesson. He needs to learn the way Brady plays and the guys that can last in the NFL, and he'll be fine. Alabama this year, obviously we know Alabama, Clemson, everyone's got all their eyes on them. But this Alabama team, how is it going to differ from last year's Alabama team? Yeah, it's a lot different, Mike, a lot different. Uh, There was elite runners on last year's teams. Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, went in the first round and, and that, that was a, a big weapon in their attack. They had a tight end, Irv Smith, that went to the Vikings, I believe, was taken. Uh, they, they were a little different on offense. Now, all of their talent is at quarterback and wide receiver. And, and I saw uh, Coach Saban talking that he needs a little more balance out of his team. But they don't have a dominating running back uh, this year. So uh, Najee Harris was supposed to be that guy. They had a true freshman who I haven't learned his name because he got hurt. Uh, It it was supposed to maybe be that guy. They're not elite running the ball this year, so they may have a different look. It may be more of a, you know, Oklahoma type look the way they try to move the ball through the air this year. Um, Defensively, are they up to regular Alabama standards? They're very young at linebacker. Uh, they, they lost their uh, Dylan Moses, their number one draft, their future number one draft pick at, at inside linebacker. He's out for the year, but they're better in the secondary. Uh, they, they, they're very elite in the secondary. Diggs and, and Sertan, uh, two uh, excellent corners that will both play in the NFL and are at the upper echelon. And then Xavier McKinney will be an NFL safety, so they're elite there. They're better off the edges this year with Anthony Jennings. Uh, and, and and Terrell Davis, the two outside linebackers, but they don't have that guy in the middle in Quinn and Williams or Marcel Darius or Deron Payne that causes havoc up the middle. So they look a little different on defense as well, but listen, nobody's going to feel sorry for their talent. I read one projection by a scout that felt that, that if everyone comes out who's eligible, that they could have seven number one draft picks wow. playing for them coming in this draft. Unbelievable. So, uh, talking with Gary Danison, a college football. Georgia. Um, yes. Where is Georgia in this whole mix? Mike, uh, uh, as you said, there are teams that have separated themselves again, the higher end of the, the pecking order and talent-wise. Uh, Georgia now is a monster. Uh, I've just watched two game tapes of them. They are running on all cylinders. They're great in uh, the backfield with Andre Smith and uh, Cook's brother uh, running in the backfield. Um, They're elite status and talent now. Uh, They're elite at quarterback. Jake Fromm is great after the snap. No one's questioning that. The game he put on against Alabama for three and a half quarters was at the highest level him throwing that game. But he's also the best I've seen in a long time pre-snap. Gets his team in a great position. He always knows what he's doing. He just doesn't make any mistakes, and he's battle-tested. Uh, they don't have to take a step behind anyone in talent right now. And last year's SEC championship game, they pushed Alabama all over. You know, they, that they can play with them. They know how to play with them. Obviously, Absolutely. they they, they, have, they they're the one team the that team. knows how to play with them in that league. Right. There's no surprise. Here's the teams that have a talent edge over the rest of the country. It is Clemson, Alabama. Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, 
And on the horizon, it appears that LSU is on the horizon to being able to take a run. Ed Orgeron is doing exactly what he said he was going to do. He was going to upgrade the talent in the interior on defense and offensive lines. And he was going to go out and hire great coordinators. He's done that, and they look like a different team. And by the way, Joe Burrow may play himself into a first-round draft pick as well. All right, Gary Dennis, let me give you four Give me four answers to these questions, uh, four things that uh, are storylines right now. Number one, the chaos at Tennessee. It's a disappointment, I think. Uh, you know, Jeremy Pruitt in the offseason went out and hired Jim Chaney, maybe the most experienced coordinator. He was Georgia's offensive coordinator a year ago. He was highly sought after. In the past, he was offered jobs by Alabama. Everyone who was everyone knows uh, Chaney. He was Drew Brees' coordinator at Purdue, brought him in there. Jeremy Pruitt is a high-level tactician on defense. Um, I thought they were uh, way too nervous that first game. They they understood the enormity of winning that game, and that was an embarrassment for them, the way they lost that first game. The second game, they had it. They had BYU beat, and frankly, I don't want to say it choke as a bad word, but those kids just were so afraid of losing that game. No one wanted to make a mistake that they made a critical mistake and lost a football game. I think they're a little better than people think, um, but I don't think they're even close to being at the upper level of the SEC. They got a ways to go. Number two, Kelly's struggles at UCLA. Um, well, I don't know what to say. Uh, Coach Mora, who, uh, Jim Mora, who built that franchise, uh, the UCLA team, does not have the type of athletes that match what uh, Chip Kelly wants to do. It's loaded with tight ends and H-backs. If you watch the game, Chip Kelly has had to have almost a new offense. I didn't even recognize it. He was back under center, the quarterback was. He was shifting tackles and tight ends pre-snap. It did not look anything like the offense he ran at Oregon. I don't think he's comfortable. I don't think they're anywhere near talented as people uh, who think of UCLA, they think of it back years ago. They're not even close. Notre Dame. Um, Brian Kelly has done a good job rebuilding that program. I was there to watch practice. This is a much more talented-looking group from 1 to 85 than I can remember. Uh, they've gone three out of the last four years winning double-digit games. Uh, they had Clemson, I mean, they lost in the game, and I thought it was an embarrassment until Alabama lost to Clemson. That game was 9-3 to with a minute 51 to go in that football game, and kind of they made a couple critical mistakes. I know exactly what happened. I know who busted the assignments. It's not really important, but they were critical mental mistakes that cost them a game that they could have kept closed into a blowout. But when you play teams like Clemson and Alabama and you make two critical mistakes that are already better than you, that's going to happen to a lot of teams. I don't think, I may be wrong, that this team is quite as good as last year's team. I don't think they have the speed at wide receiver or running back that they had last year. I don't think they have the disruptor in the middle of the defense and Tillery that got drafted as a defensive lineman. But I think Ian Book eventually this year will be better than last year. It gives him a chance. I'm not trying to draw a comparison here, but his style of play athletically is much the way Joe Theismann played quarterback at Notre Dame. He's very nimble. He take, he's, he's smooth in the pocket. He feels like almost like a tennis player out there. He's got a good arm. It's not an overpowering arm, but it's good enough. But he's a really good athlete, and I, and I think it fits what Brian Kelly's got. It's also 
because of different reasons, suspensions or players have gotten beaten out or transferred or whatever. It's the first time Brian Kelly has gone with a starting quarterback in one year that was his starting quarterback the year previous when he ended the year. And he's got two more years with Ian Book. I think he could make it. Talking to him, he's being able to recruit players that he never got in the door with five years ago. I think it's nothing but continued growth for Notre Dame. When your next hurdle is Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, that's not a bad hurdle. That's a tough hurdle for everyone in college football. All right. Uh, Army could have beaten uh, Michigan last week. They they absolutely could have. I watched the second half. They could have beaten them. Michigan, there's something missing. There's something that's just not what it should be. Uh, are you surprised? Because a lot of people thought this was going to be the year. They were up-tempo in the offense. They were changing the offense. Yeah. This was going to be the different team. They Again, living down last year's disastrous embarrassment against Ohio State. Now Urban Meyer's yep. gone. Yep. It doesn't look better for Michigan. They have not played well the first two games. No, it would be hard to argue the other way. It, to me, the word I would use is it looked uncomfortable to me. And then this, this projection is not fair. Uh, I, I get it. But I'm just, when I was watching the game, Jimmy, it did not look that like that confident Jim Harbaugh who, you know, spit in your eye, I'm going to pick on the toughest guy and beat you. It looked like it wasn't Jim's offense. And I, I know that's not fair. I, I would say that this offense doesn't happen overnight. You have to have a little bit of patience putting it in, that it probably will be in game five and six much better. But remember, this RB team is a very scary team to play against. They hold the ball so much. And, you know, you know, Michigan turned the ball over three times. You can't do that to Army. And, and because they're going to eat the ball themselves. If you look at the rushing stats that Michigan did against Army, it was a pretty good defensive day. This is a team that usually rushes for 300-plus yards against anyone. It wasn't bad. They just didn't hold on the ball, and to me, they didn't look comfortable. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold my decision on this a while because Oklahoma struggled mightily with Army a year ago. It's a different type of game. Most every one of these kids at Michigan recruits, you know what they do in high school? They rush the passer, and they play seven-on-seven defense uh, football in the offseason. They don't recruit kids that face the wing tee or option football. They have no idea how to play, and I think it was a, a real awakening. And the last one, um, if you uh, go to your alma mater, they have a wide receiver that's being compared to Tariq Hill, Rondale yep. Moore. Do you think he's yep. the real thing? I do think he's the real thing, and but I think to give you an example, yes, he is, number one. Uh, but uh, tomorrow in Alabama's game, Alabama's got four of them just like him. Gotcha. So he's he's good, but he's not. No, he's going to be a number one pick. He's going to be. But he, you don't usually have him at Purdue, but he the, Al, he's not better than Judy is what we're talking about. No, but he's like Judy. He okay. could be Judy if he was on this team. Okay? Gotcha. I'm saying gotcha. that that's what you're dealing with when you look at Clemson and Alabama and right. Georgia. They've separated themselves. Right. The storyline in college football so far is in the first two weeks, three weeks, whatever you want to talk about. There were four big games, and the SEC went three and one, okay? Auburn beating Oregon is a huge game that'll mean a lot at the end of the year. LSU beating Texas yep. meant a lot at the end of the year. 
even Florida knocking off Miami, that adds to the possibilities of what will happen at the end of the year when the committee makes decisions. The only loss was A&M at Clemson. If you studied the game, it wasn't embarrassing. No, they A&M is building a good program. There's no question. Absolutely. They're a yeah. year away. But there's one more game that's really going to set the stage to make a difference at the end of the year, and that's next week we will do Notre Dame at Georgia. Yep. So if the SEC goes 4-1 and one, at the end of the year, there's going to be a conversation. And I don't think Notre Dame three. wins that game either. I don't think they do. I don't know, but if the FCC goes 4-1 in these big games, they're going to be pounding the drum for two teams. Whether we like it or not, I like it or not, that's what will happen. Interesting. Fascinating stuff. It's going to be a good college season, I'll tell you. And college football has done something that only the NFL has done, and I give them great credit for it. They have made Saturday their own day. They have created a 100%. day now that they own it. They own it from 12, and more, 12 noon until 12 midnight, and it is paying enormous dividends for them across the country. You got it. Thanks, Mike. Thank Glad you. To be back. Gary Danielson does a great job, and college football is the one sport that is rising faster than anything else. They have stamped this day. They have sold it. They lock, stock, and barrel, and they are producing a very good product. But we have super teams in college. That's the bottom line. We have super teams. We have teams that are unbeatable until they play each other. Back after this.